The information given and the discussions had in this podcast are not meant to be a substitute for any licensed mental health, medical, educational, or legal professional. Please reach out to any licensed professional who can better assist you. Welcome to the Life After 25 podcast. It's ghetto. We asked to be here. Zero five would recommend. That's cool though. We got you. Life After 25 is your guide through adulthood. It is the one hood we all have to travel through. Why not do it together? Please don't make us go to hell. Girl, you going by yourself. <laughs> sexy little bitch, sexy little hoe. I love the way you walk. Ah, you ah, 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 young ah, Throw baby. You ain't even finished. You, know, you always fucking you. up the song. Throw baby. You always I'm fucking up the song. I'm trying to bust up on you. Sexy little bitch, sexy little hoe. I love the way you walk. I love the way you talk. Let a young nigga come play your throat, deep throat. Let me touch your thoughts. Throat baby. Oh my God. I'm trying to push up on you. Throat baby. <laughs> I'm trying to push up on you. I think this is an excellent intro. No. No, 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 no. It's not an excellent intro when you fuck up the song. You fuck oh, up the song. tomato, Every tomato. How you say song? And I really enjoy ratchet music. I just don't like that song for whatever reason. I don't know. This is because you a fool. That is the best love song of the year. The best love song of the year. Like for real, this is gonna be the song at my wedding. Yes. Yes, it is. Her mm-hmm. wedding, not mine. As soon I'm gonna come on from the floor in my um fashion over dress when they be like sexy little bitch, sexy little hoe, and it's gonna come up. They gonna have a fashion over wedding dress. Yup. They do sell wedding dresses on fashion over there. <laughs> I didn't I know, know that. They I sell never knew them. that. I never brought that fashion over. I didn't know that. I I'm know they sell shit. them, but I, I was about to say I didn't know you planned on wearing a fashion over wedding dress. Her I'm just mother, shit. This went too Could you imagine her mom if she tried to pull it? <laughs> Renee's mother is not going to allow her. <laughs> First off, if you really know me, you know I'm not allowing myself to do that shit. But the song is beautiful, okay? And I think this is a perfect entryway into our discussion for tonight's episode because, you know, we're talking about, listen, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out first. Going off the top of the head, let her roll. Let me roll, going off the top of the head. All right, so that is a perfect love song. Okay, and what we're talking about, we talk about how to deal with a breakup. And I think if you listen to this song, you will be encouraged and inspired to go out there and be a sexy little bitch. Say psych right now. Say psych. (laughs) Say psych. (laughs) Go ahead and say it. Say psych right now. And then the nigga broke up with you and you throw baby and his friend. Mm. Throw baby his pappy. Mm. So now every time you walk down his puppy house when him and his friends sitting on the porch, they're just gonna laugh at you and sing throat baby. Pretty much. Because <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, psych. I ain't doing that shit. But psych. I was trying to help. He's like trying to help one of you hoes out in these streets, okay? I was trying to be for the culture. Don't get clowned. Well, thank God we have a relationship expert coming on because I was gonna say that. <laughs> don't listen to renice renice ain't got no man don't listen let's leave it for the expert this is the perfect episode for us to act like clowns in the beginning because we got an expert yes a whole expert who knows a lot more than shit we do because i'm the first one to say it people are like i don't know why people assume that people who are married get like know about relationships 
all my relationships sucked before I met Quentin, and I just met Quentin by chance. This shit was an accident. I still don't know how I got here. So I understand. Well, we coming off the Real Housewives of Potomac Part One reunion, and if y'all watch that, Giselle and and Pastor Holy Horror Jamal Bryant, we we know. Not holy horror. I gotta watch this. I mm, past the holy horror. I didn't feel I like anything about this. I just feel like don't ever listen to me about a relationship <laughs> because I really don't know what I'm talking about. But you know, I'm here to listen to you talk shit about your spouse or yourself. Oh if you my want. god! So you just want to listen to the tea? All the tea. You know what that you know what throw baby reminds me of? You know, we're a little old, so back in college, and I feel like look, it's always one, it's me who loves all the songs, but it's always one of them who don't like one of them. Remember, um bands will make you dance. Lorena could she couldn't stand that shit. Like because he don't make no sense. And you know what you know what be making me mad about. That's a good niggas? love song. These be the niggas now that like like you know how Snoop just says something slick about WAP. Excuse me, Snoop Doggy Dog. You said what? It's always misogynistic trash ass niggas. That was a very good song. Remember, he had um. Well, he just had all the eras. Be mine. We gonna take sexual seduction. Yeah, but like, how can he, as a male who's been very exactly? That's my thing. That's why I don't like these stupid ass niggas because they always make all these ratchet ass songs. They didn't want to turn around when a woman makes. Mind you, Snoop was saying, "Oh, back in my day, nigga, back in your day, we had Lil Kim." The fuck? No, fuck out of here. No, no, no. Let's even go back. Let's let's talk about. California, back in your name, we had Anita Howard. Cause I'ma be a freak until the day, until the dawn. And we go all through the night, early Like, hey, I was playing that song in the car, and my mom, with her newfound Christianity, was like, "Oh my gosh, can you turn that off?" Cause like always like they they get real christian on you when they get old mm-hmm. i was just looking at it like like you wasn't like, girl you we know you was in freak me we Come know on. you was that freak me and i saw i i see i have receipts okay i saw there was you need to uh, 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 we not talking about mom today no, no, you need no, to calm she's down. She told us, well, I have some receipts. You need to calm down. I do have receipts, okay? She had this skirt with a slit all the way up, and then she had the audacity to have that leg out, okay? Out and proud. Ma'am, what would Bishop say about that? Bishop it depends on what Bishop you got. I'm about to say, because if you talk about you Bishop, Bishop Jamal Bryant. Well, or Pastor Bishop, what's Jamal that other Bryant. Bishop? Bishop, um... No, Eddie Long liked the, um... We're not going to get into that, never mind. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) But no, good thing we do got a relationship expert because we we clowns. And you're not blaming me if something happened to your relationship. Listen. All I'm gonna do is laugh. Well, we got a disclaimer, so (laughs) definitely do have a disclaimer. We ain't got nothing to do with this. Oh shit. Nothing whatsoever. So let's get on into it. Cause I'ma be a freak until the day, until the dawn. I'm trying to get that into the Black Girl Magic theme song right now. I definitely thought that's what you were going to sing was the Black Girl Magic song. Because, okay. But it's okay. Continue on. Oh, 
Black girl magic, black boy joy. You just, you need to get the the beat with the words. All right, you know how to sing. We already know that. You ain't I'm just, I was just, just, I was just, this is my segment, okay? I apologize. I thought it was our second segment, but I apologize. Nah, I feel like I want to do WAP now. It's that black, it's that girl. There's some holes in this house. No, remember that video? One of y'all show, ooh, you know what? Let me not even talk about it. It's that black. That girl, that magic, that boy, that black boy joy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. Oh. I don't feel bad anymore because Quinn definitely cussed on our last episode. No, I ain't talking about that. I mean, because we're going to be talking about them. Remember they had that, that WAP remix? I liked it. I liked it. You know. I thought sis was spitting. Okay, so messy. Enjoy. I know li- I did. I liked it. I don't know what y'all talking about. I thought it was really nice. I so we're it. gonna go into our black girl magic, black boy <laughs> joy. Here. Okay, and actually, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. now let me. I'm about to say, let's do something, something spiritual and 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 churchy. Mm-mm. But mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm, I'm not going to hell with y'all. So nice. <laughs> I told me God and my mama best friends. I'm in for sure. I can't do no oh wrong. Lord. I'm gonna try to help y'all, but you know, it, it was hard enough to get me in. I don't think that's how it works, but okay. That's exactly how it works. It's like when you online to get into a club, okay? And you gotta know the bouncer. My mama know the bouncer. She know Jesus and God run the club. They know, yeah, you, know how to get you said in. your mama know the bouncer. You don't know the bouncer, baby. And but you go with the people who know so you could get in too. Girl, you've never been to a yeah, I this think is why, this is why I, I think it's different in. when it comes to your soul. This is why I don't I think they're gonna. In. I don't think they're gonna judge your soul based on someone else's soul. This is why I can't yours. get you in. This is why. Okay, I see you when I see you. I make okay. sure to bring Jesus wine. All right, so our black boy toy is Keyshawn Scott. He is a relationship expert. He's also a relationship coach. He's written multiple books um, that have to do with relationships and breakups, and he's even written journals. Uh, he's an award-winning community activist, best-selling author, um, a TV personality, and the founder of Your Love Experience International. He's been featured on Forbes, Good Morning America, ABC News, ABC News World, now MSNBC.com, um, Yahoo TV, Newsday, 12, uh, News12Marriage.com, uh, Rolling Out Magazine, and a bunch of other places. So he, he knows what he's talking about. Um, you can follow him on Instagram. On his Instagram, he's always dropping gems about relationships and giving out advice he's been married for a really long time so he's um he's not he lives this as well so you know it's great it's good it's awesome i'm excited and we are going to have him on our show today so you can get some real relationship advice and not relationship advice for from us the clown well, mostly those two, not me. Oh, wow. I was going to say, actually, well, you and Lorena are clowns. <laughs> Y'all the clowns. I live a, I live a great holy life. I ain't never <laughs> seen such big clowns. <laughs> Yo, why can't, we do, why can't we be serious about anything? Oh, my gosh. Okay. 
right, guys. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and our relationship expert is next. This is your How to Deal with the Breakup episode. Hey, guys. So we have our um, relationship coach, Keyshawn Scott, on, and he is our guest for tonight. We are going to have a conversation about how to deal with breakup, how to deal with a breakup. And um, we're just so grateful and so happy to have Keyshawn here. Hi. Thank you for having me. Hey, hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I'm happy to be here. You know, thank you for thinking highly of me. That's a plus. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we would like you to just give us a, a, a bit of a breakdown. Like who is Keyshawn Scott? Yeah. Tell us about yourself. What got you, what motivated, what motivated you to get into relationships and want to just share your knowledge and what you do? Yeah. I mean, right now I help um, men and women heal from relationships that weren't worth saving. Um, this just doesn't happen overnight. Went through a terrible breakup back in 2010, 2009, 2010. Um, and it really changed my perspective on who I was um, and where I wanted to be and who I was in a relationship, but also who I was single. So trying to navigate throughout that whole healing process helped me identify what a real man was and what a boy was. So as I you know, really started healing and doing better for myself, I realized I wasn't really a man in that relationship and that God had to separate me from that relationship in order to elevate me to new heights and to walk into my purpose. Not to say that relationship was terrible, but at the end of the day, sometimes when you're stuck, you're stuck. And we spend years in the same relationship thinking that it's going to change or thinking that we're going to do better. But all it's doing is wasting our time and our purpose. So going through that whole entire breakup took me about two to three years to get over my ex. So during those two to three years, I was going to church. I was learning how to be a better man, learning how to be a better father, husband. Even when I wasn't that back then, I still wanted to learn the basics of that so I can be better for the future. So I was already working in my future and my present based on the things that I was doing, you know, at the moment. Yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, my journey. I like that. Walking in my future and my present. I I need to write that down. That was already reading us. Just started. (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one and it's Mm. absolutely correct like you do have to you know if if this is what you want you do have to practice before preaching you have to start for sure and that whole sitting in your single like we talked we touched about that on previous episodes like because we were we're just recounting some of our toxic relationships and one thing that I had to learn the hard way was you have you have to sit in that single and it's so hard. Like being single is it, when you're, when, when you haven't been single before and you haven't really experienced it and enjoyed it, it is really, really hard. It's scary to sit in that loneliness. Like You said the magic word too. It is scary for a lot mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. But you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the next one is um, the next question that we, is that you reference Christianity a lot in your books. So can you just tell us how your faith has helped you navigate dating? Yeah, I mean, without my faith, I'd probably be dating anybody out there. You know, everybody that says (laughs) hi. You know, I think faith gives you certain principles and standards, but along with your own as well, but faith does give you some some guidelines to follow, right? 
And it also, you know, give you some guidelines to follow receiving love and also give you some guidelines to follow when you um, give love. So it's a two-way street. Um, with me, it helped me a lot, you know, work on my patience and also understand that I have a bigger purpose than just a relationship. A lot of people, you know, they, um, they spend their whole life chasing a relationship because they feel like they have to be in a relationship to matter. You know, like they have to be with someone to count. But sometimes you can do more with your life alone because your time is not divided. It's, on, on, it's your time. So that's what um, a lot of times my faith, my faith told me just to be strong, to have patience and to believe that you will get through this. Because those nights when I was going through my break and I was crying and tears were running down my eyes and I was texting her late and I was still calling, I was still reaching out and I was doing every single thing that I talk about every single day on my Instagram page or Facebook or wherever. When I was going through that, faith was the only thing that said, chill, you know, it's okay, Keyshawn, I got you. You know, guys, like, okay, I got you. I got you. And sometimes you have to be vulnerable enough to understand that, you know, I got to believe and I got to keep fighting. Even if it's hurt, it's hurt and it's scary and it's messy and it's confusing, but you still have to fight if you really want to get your happiness and your peace back. It's a, it's a war. Ooh, you're mm. reading us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for real, because it really does feel like a war when, when you're in it and you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. Of it, it feels like the hardest thing you're you're yeah. ever gonna go through. Like you really feel feel that physical pain of a heartbreak. It does feel like a war. And listen, I don't know about y'all, but I have had times where I'm sitting there by myself. And I'm like, God, if you just show me what I <laughs> what I need or where I need to go, I'm gonna listen. Like, <laughs> you help me out. That's true. <laughs> no, and and it's, and I hope you you listeners are listening, especially those who may be dealing with a breakup right now. Is that like everything he's saying? I just feel like it's truth. Like you said, it's a war. You got to sit in your mm. school. Um, I know a, a few of us. I'm going to include myself in that. You go back and forth because being single. I don't know why it's so scary for us, but it's so scary. A lot of us don't want to be single, or mm-hmm. we we are just scared to be alone. And I'm not sure what it what a what the issue is why are we this scared mm, yeah mm. and a lot of what you said i definitely see your book well the journal that you had wrote like to help you go through breakups heart of gold i was reading through that and i was like where was this when i was nah, for real. Stupid, running around crying mm-hmm this man thinking that going into rebound relationships that I don't need to be in thinking like there's something wrong with me where was this when I was 23 listen my and we're gonna leave the link for his books in our description box of this episode but definitely like just to have a guideline, because of course, fresh out of a breakup, you don't know what you want to do. You don't know what's going on. You still want to be with that person, or maybe you don't. Having that guideline to sit there and tell you, hey, take a moment and sit back and reflect and meditate and figure out why you probably shouldn't have even been in that relationship and just allow yourself time to heal and your heart to heal. Having that guideline is probably a dope thing for anybody who's going through a fresh breakup, especially during yeah. this time, like valentine's day and you're seeing couples and everybody's putting their happy front up mm-hmm. you want or you watching social media because all of that is lies yes but- and that, that actually um kind of helps me dr- dive into our next question like we're living in a society um where is technology driven 
what advice would you give to someone who's currently dating using a dating app? I would say um, find out your intentions. You know, like I speak to a lot of clients and a lot of people, you know, who are in dating apps. But if you are, understand that there's more cons than pros. Don't jump into it thinking that there's a lot of pros and you're going to find love and you're going to find Mr. or Mrs. Right on a dating app. Nine times out of 10, you're going to be find a bunch of failures, either men looking for sex, women just looking for a, a conversation or sex, people catfishing you, they're not looking. Go in there with some kind of guideline and some kind of expectations, but also with the mentality that you might fail, right? Don't have too much high hopes because if you have high hopes and you don't find someone or meet someone that look like their picture or, you know, kind of practice what they preach, you're going to be very disappointed. And then you're going to be like, there's no good people out here. Well, you're on a dating app with a total stranger who's probably laying in bed naked or with a white beat or a t-shirt on who's telling you anything while they type in. So, and you're believing that because people believe words and people, you could say anything via words and people will believe it. So the first thing you have to do is that make sure you have a presentable picture of this. So you don't give anybody a reason to say, Hey, you look like you're kind of loose. So you look like you're easy to get change your bio up, be very specific in your bio and also ask the right questions ask them what they want to do, where they are, and don't meet people too quickly. Because when you meet people too quickly, that shows them that, okay, you're, you're fast. You know, Don't be so quick. Give people some time to prove themselves. Stop. Don't hit them up for two days and then see if they're going to hit you back up. See if you're on their mind for, for a minute. You know, Because sometimes women always, hey, how you doing? How was your day? But he's not even responding to you or vice versa. So my thing is you have to ask the right questions. Don't go into it with a lot of high expectations because you're going to fail and just FaceTime with people at try to, I know some apps, people say that some apps, you could do it there on the app. You can FaceTime with people and you can meet them, you know, face. Don't waste time with someone that you haven't seen yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't say you spoke his wife for two months and I'm like, okay, cool. What do they look like? Oh, well, he, he always busy. He ain't FaceTime yet, but you know, he works a lot. So you can't FaceTime me for two minutes. Just see what the person looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm. So expectations is, is you got to lower your, your standards and expectations. I mean, up wow. your standards below I felt that the expectations, because I feel like, um, you know, I'm just going to talk from a woman's perspective. I feel like as women, sometimes we have really high expectations, especially those who may be getting older. Like you start, well, even when you're young, you start creating these theories in your head about how life is going to be. So that expectation was, I feel like really, really hit home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a question about what you said about like not hitting someone up for two days. So like as women, some of us like to think that um, or do men, do, do men do that too? That's my question. Do men like might, might not hit someone up for a couple of days if they're always the one who's texting first? Will they not hit you up on purpose? Right. Not the not someone who's really who's interested in you. Hmm. Someone who's interested in you will follow up even if you don't. Hey, is everything all right? I haven't spoken to you today. Mm-hmm. He's taking initiative, mm-hmm. and that sh- that shows that that's the kind of personality you want in a relationship. Because if you're in a relationship and you're, you're having a bad day, and you just don't feel like talking to anyone. You want your other opposite sex to reach out to you and say, "Hey, is everything okay?" If they don't take that initiative, that means you're not even on their mind. If someone's waiting for you, to, you know, to text. Yeah. So you might see us laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just clowns. Dominic We're all clowns. Good advice. <laughs> We're really just clowns. We all. But she gives back. 
that question, I know why she asked that question, but she gives bad advice. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. So reading between, like, I'm in the dating phase now. Between reading your book and then I decided one day I was just watching um, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. And I was like, I'm going to read this book too. Like, I feel like it's a lot of awareness about dating from you know, how to, how to date men and how to really pick and kind of go through. And I'm not saying men don't have to do the same thing with women, because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of women out there that are just no good. But I think for women, for women to date men is just so like, at least for me, I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it on the eye. Sometimes it's so like mind boggling, like, yo, what do you do next? Like, is this like, going great is it not going great it's so confusing this whole dating rather you're dating through a dating app or you met the person at a bar whatever it is just dating in general just feels like it's the most confusing thing ever yeah, it's because some some women and come it, into it with a textbook like a textbook like his work and then okay so this is what i'm so what next mm. now i'm gonna do this and then next he has to say this because if he doesn't that he's not the one men just going to go in and say oh hey what's up oh, yeah what are we gonna do and they just whatever happens happen if they like you they like you if they don't they don't Women are more technical. They come to it very like, okay, so I'm going to talk to him right now. If he doesn't text me, then this is what's going to happen. Because Steve Harvey said this, and then Keyshawn said, if he doesn't go this <laughs> way. And you you make it kind of complicated. We don't let things flow. You know, when you let things flow or things move naturally, you, of course, ask the right questions. But don't put too high expectations on men. Because when that hurt, when that hurts you, you get upset and then you know, you question yourself, you think you're to blame, you question your self-image, your self-esteem, your beauty, your looks, and even if you came on too strong. But at the end of the day, you probably wasn't compatible with just that person, you know, because someone someone else is going to reflect your energy at some point. Mm. That's why you dating is gathering information. Dating is not really, I'm trying to, you know, get you, I'm not, this is gathering information. I just want to know if we match, if I compliment your life, and if you compliment my life. If we don't, then you go elsewhere because I don't want to block your blessing and I'll go elsewhere because I don't, you don't want to block my blessing. So it's just like a gathering information. I like that. I'm dating like, is gathering, gathering information. information. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's also, Wait, I want to just say that one more on time. <laughs> dating is gathering information. Cause I think like as women, we really don't think of it like that. Hell no, like, really, even when I he don't. said we go into it with a textbook, we go into it technically and logically like with a plan and it's funny because a lot of people say like you know women are so emotional but blah, blah, blah. we just feel when it comes to dating now we a lot of us are like this needs to be this because this leads to this and that and the third and that's what I want the end goal is that f- happy family and house mm-hmm. and kids and this is how I get there mm-hmm. mm. right Oh, I really. Uh, I know you're reading me. Listen, it's always those guests that they come in here and they read us. Yes, we love having guests because it really, especially like my we we did a Mel's panel um the episode before this one, and we really just like hearing from the opposite sex because we're three black women. We're Mm -hmm. we most most of the time a lot of our thought thought process is similar. So just hammering from um, especially black men or just other genders, other um, eth- um, ethnicities, ethnicities. It's just a wonderful thing. It just makes, it opens our mind because we never really thought of it. Dating is gathering mm. information. I don't know why that shocked me so yeah. much. Or even really? like how men receive how we are when we're dating. I never heard a yeah. man say, well, y'all women, y'all look at it like a textbook and technical. I've never heard that. I've always just heard mm-hmm. men say that we're so emotional, blah, blah, blah. And seeing that they really think we look at it in that way, that kind of like, like you said, it's gathering information. I feel like it's also gathering information about yourself. 
It's mm-hmm. helping us learn about ourselves and what we do and what we want mm-hmm. and how to kind of maneuver that when it comes to someone else. Yeah. So that was really And also too, like when you gather information about yourself, that's supposed to happen before you even get into the dating stage. Ooh. That's like the next Ooh. step. Mm. Because you can't go into something, you know, and then then figure out what you want inside of it. You know, when you go to if you go to a store, if you go to a restaurant or to get some food, you don't say, "All right, I'm going to go to the restaurant and see what they got." You already know what they got because you already have your plan in your mind and then you go to the restaurant and you place your order. Because in your mind, you're like, all right, I'm going to get some jerk chicken. I'm going to get some curry gold. I'm going to get some of this. You already know what you're going to get. So you don't go in there and be like looking at the menu like this. You already know. You have an idea. Yes. That was a that was a personal read. I'm a scatter, scatterbrain, and that's me. I don't be knowing what I want. I just be in there look from the grocery yeah. store to everything else. I'll be in there like, maybe I don't want this. Maybe I... Mm. Yes. No, I think, but it's, it's really important because um, I feel like we did talk about this too on that um, last episode we had about relationships when it was just the three of us. You really do got to know yourself. Like if you don't know who you are and you didn't do research on yourself, you, you can't go to someone else. I always think, and I bring this up a lot. I always think about what Will Smith said about Jada, about like he was just getting fed up trying to make her happy. And he was like, you have to make yourself happy. And uh, a lot of times I think when people get in relationships, they're trying to find this happiness, this this euphoric feeling, not realizing you're not going to find that in the next person. We're two different individuals coming, deciding to come together to be a partnership, not that this person is supposed to be consume your whole life and make everything great for you. And I think that's just important that people need to hear again and again and again, like you have to do research on yourself. Like, what do you even like doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes you happy? <laughs> All right. So then I have a question. I actually read um, your book, The Mouse, the Bird, the Dog and the Lion, and I found it really, really, really good. So um, we like Lorena said, we're going to put the link to his website and his books in our description box. But I just wanted to know if you can simply break down the difference between mm-hmm. um a mouse, a bird, and a dog. And also what that may mean, because some of our listeners are probably like, what's she talking about? But I just mm-hmm. think those th- those metaphors to describe men are just amazing. So yeah, I mean, um, the mouse is a sneaky cheat. You know, a lot of times, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, right? And I had a lot of mice in my, my house. I don't know about everybody else. I'm from the Bronx, was, so you know. Yeah. So <laughs> Yo, I'm <they're>, crying. <laughs> so they come out at night. You got to be very brave to come out in the day. So for men, they do a lot of cheating. They do a lot of discreet stuff at night, you know, so they're very secretive, right? Because there's always a difference between privacy and secrecy. But the mouse man, he doesn't work. It's not about privacy. With him, it's all about secrecy, doing things without getting caught because he knows something that you shouldn't be doing, either in his phone, changing numbers, working late, you know, lying, um, you know, really sneaking around, right? You know that. Nobody really calls him at night, or he usually take phone calls, like I said in the book, in bed, but now he's grabbing the phone and saying, hold on, while he goes to the bathroom and close the door, or goes to another room and get on the phone, you know, and, and that's secrecy. That's not privacy, because privacy is like, hold on, just, you know, be quiet, let me get this phone right here. Then you have the, um, the bird. The bird is a man who's uncomfortable having arguments or disagreements. Everybody is uncomfortable having arguments and disagreements, but every time you have an argument or disagreement or even bring something up, that makes him uncomfortable, he leaves, he flies. He either calls another woman, emotionally invested in another woman, even physically invested in another woman. So he doesn't deal with conflict effectively. He's always running. 
He's always running, not even going to another room. He's out the house and he's looking for another way out. He's looking to fly into another a woman's coop. Then you have the dog. The dog you might think is, you know, a man's best friend. But if you leave the gate open, that dog is out up to another one, another dog humping another dog. And then he'll come right back in like nothing ever happened. Right. He'll come up next to you, rub his rub all on you and be like, oh, everything is good. I'm good. Also, the dog is very jealous. So if he sees you petting another dog like a woman, if he sees um, another man even conversating shit, having a conversation with a woman, the dog's going to get jealous. And he's going to go over there and be like, OK, I'm here, too. What's up? You know, just like a man. If he sees you giving another man too much attention, you're either going to hear about it there and then or then and there or you're going to hear about it when you get home. Like, hey, what was all, all that about? Because he's very jealous. And then you have the king, the lion. You know, he's the man who's the one that you're you're um, you're supposed to have. Right. The ideal man He's not 100 percent good because I don't want people to think that that's 100 percent because he, he could have a little bit of jealousy in him like a dog. But if he act on a jealousy, now that's a problem. He could have a little bit like a, um, a bird man, uncomfortable having situations, you know, get upset a little bit. Hard to talk. But he can't have the mouse. The mouse is like a non-negotiable. You can't be sneaking around and doing certain things because there is a difference between secrecy and privacy. Mm, and those thank, yeah thank that you for that dope. i really enjoyed mm. reading that Ooh. book i know when i read that i was like i know a lot of birds mm-hmm. <laughs> while he was There's explaining it i was like i yes. feel like i know a lot of dogs just mm-hmm. just the dog, dog mixed in with the mouse mm-hmm. and you know what i think is good that you broke down the difference between secrecy you said secrecy and um privacy privacy a lot of men do that gaslighting thing where it's, they act like it's privacy, but it's really secrecy. Yeah, and they yeah. call them out and they, oh, I just need my time, my space. No, it's sick. You know, I'm going to call that out next time. Uh-uh, uh-uh, it's secrecy, mm-hmm. honey. It's not privacy. Mm-hmm. It's secrecy. You think you playing me, but I read that Keyshawn book. <laughs> mm. You a mouse, honey. Mm-hmm. I have another question, like a follow-up. What? I know you said a lot of your your books came from your own breakup, but what made you realize like that there are these type of men, like there's the mouse, the bird, and the dog? What made what inspired you to to write that and call these men out? I don't even know. Um, I was actually on a couch one day with my wife and I was like, I need another book. And then I was thinking, I was like, they gotta be like a good analogy. Like, and we was, I was throwing out a dumb bunch of names, turtle, dog, a bunch of like and then I was like, well, cheating, what was, was cheating? And I said, okay, a mouse. And then I said, um, well, a lot of men, you know, they don't, they don't want to communicate appropriately, so they run. And I'm like, but a bird goes from nest to nest. And, a, you know, a bird, when it's uncomfortable with the weather, sometimes it will fly elsewhere for the winter because mm-hmm. the kind of, and that's what men, when the temperature in that environment gets a little rough for them and they can't survive in that kind of temperature, instead of adapting, they fly away into another coop or, or another um, state or whatever it goes. And, the, the dog, I was, I don't know how, it just, it just came to me just like that. And the dog, I think I was just going through it. I, I just wrote out animals. And I was thinking about different analogies and I, the dog was, you know, the man's best friend, but the dog is very jealous. Cause I had a, a, I watched the dog. I never had a dog, but I had a dog one time. And every time the dog does something, he always come next to you and want to be next to you. And, and I'm like, you know what you did mm-hmm. now you want to come. And then one time I believe my friend who was walking on the block with my friend, I've had a dog. And I was petting a dog and it's like, and like wanted me to get away from the dog. 
And every time I left the house, it would dig in the trash, right? And then when I come home, it's under the bed. So I knew that you did something wrong. You know, so a lot of times in relationships, when you know you did something wrong, you either hide or you're quiet, you know, or you don't want to say nothing. So a lot of those analogies can, um, you know, go. But I was just sitting down one day like on the couch and I was just thinking, I was just talking. Sometimes we just talk. The best ideas come from go in a room and just talk. And then things will will just pop up and just inspire you. And as soon as I yeah. think about it, when I when I have an idea, I just go. Like I if I I will know if it's a good idea, and I just I just start writing, and now that, that's what it was. It was just a good idea, and I said, you know what, this this is excellent. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about women making videos about it, writing it, you know, making oh he's a bird group videos, a bunch of other things. Yeah, I love that. Me too, because those Ooh. were dope analogies and. I don't know. It's like when you say that and when you break it down, it makes, I don't know about y'all, but I kind of started thinking of like the men I've dated in the past and like, I just started putting them in categories. Like, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. Um, oh. for real. Um, <laughs> so I have uh, our next question. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting because a, a lot of us go back and forth between should we or shouldn't we? So what's your opinion on being friends with an ex-lover? And do you think it's it's healthy? It's something that we should do? Mm-hmm. I mean, not in the beginning. Definitely not in the beginning. Because in the beginning stage is healing stage. Learning how to forgive yourself. Repairing what is broken. You know, repairing your self-esteem, your self-image, and who you are. Building up your confidence again. Because the relationship probably tore you down. And depending on the level of the breakup, absolutely not. Because how can you spend time repairing yourself and get back into the same friendship or romantic relationship with the same person? You know, that's that's contradicting your healing process. So what you need to do is actually spend time learning how to love yourself, being there for yourself, investing in yourself, and let them do what they do. Your your goal is is not with them. Your future is not with them. Your, Your life is not with them. You know, and it's hard to say, but whatever they're doing and who they're doing it with is none of your business. And that's the hardest thing for people to accept. We want to know who he dating. Does she look better than me? What does she have that I don't have? And most likely you'll check the Facebook page and a social media page and you'll find out all the trips that you was planning. He's on it with that person. So now it makes you feel a little bit sad and defeated inside. And that's why you can't really be friends with these people or invest in these people too much. Your main focus is solely you investing in you, loving in you and getting your peace back and your happiness. Mm. I'm guilty, guilty, guilty of that. I used to like book stock. My just one ex in particular, because I went through a really bad, terrible breakup. I said it like a million times on this on this uh on this podcast. So I know the listeners are probably tired of hearing the story, but it's your um, story. <laughs> I I got dumped and then he ended up leaving me for the girl that he was cheating on me with so it was like I was obsessed I was so obsessed with this girl because it was like what I just wanted to know why and I never got that closure quote unquote that I that I felt like I needed from him because we just never really spoke about it and I and like he was like ignoring me and I was calling him but then he came back around so I started ignoring because I was trying to be petty, stupid, but yeah, I, oh, oh my goodness, I'm triggered. Yeah, and I usually have, I I was going to say, what is your advice on closure? Like I, as I gotten older, I feel like closure just, it, 
I don't, I don't agree with it. Like, I don't need closure from the other person. Mm-hmm. But what is your advice on closure? Man, I, I mean, sometimes I write on my posts and in my, in my videos, I tell people closure is a scam. You know, if you if you think you really, really need it, write a letter, set up a meeting and, and try your best to have it. But closure is not going to change anything. It's not going to change how you feel. It's not going to change anything about you. You're not going to say, okay, you know what? Thank you so much. Now I can move on. Thank you. No, you're going to feel the same way. And sometimes they might even tell you things even worse that will even cut your wounds even deeper. So at the end of the day, closure is a scam, right? And we have to be okay not being okay. You know, we have to be okay. We have to call out our pain. We got to call it out. We have to know exactly what it is. And then we have to do everything in our power to get our peace back, our happiness back, and our joy back because they moved on, right? They're in another relationship. They're doing what they're supposed to do or whatever it is. And that's none of your business. What Mm. you had is gone. It is finished. It's not coming back. And if it does come back, it says more about you than it says about him. It says that you're that weak to allow someone who hurt you so much times in order to have them back. So at the end of the day, you can only choose two roads. You can either be hopeless or you can be helpful for yourself. So those are only two options. Listen, that was, that was a hard read that I think a lot of us need to hear. Like I, I remember um, going through a bad breakup and I was listening to this um, podcast episode from Dr. Joy. And she said, you can't really expect to find closure from the same thing that broke you. You're looking for the same thing that broke you to heal you and it's not going to work. And I feel like I have this like one ex who kind of feels some type of way because we're not like friendly or close. And I just feel like you're not my friend. You don't give me anything in my life that I'm not getting from my friendship. So I don't need a friendship from you and you can be Mm. upset all you want, but that's not you're not giving me anything. I didn't want a friendship from you. I want a romantic relationship and that's not, that didn't work out. So that's it. We can't be friends. I don't, you're not giving me anything to my life friendship wise that I'm not already giving, getting. Yeah. And then even further, why would I want to be friends with somebody who dogged me out? I don't be friends with you. You broke me. You're like, you broke me. You broke my heart. I don't want to be your friend. And I, I used to say like, oh, I feel like I could be friends with an ex if we're both mature, but I just haven't come around to any exes who are mature enough that we could be friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our next question is in that same lane. So how do you deal with a breakup if you and your ex have the same group of friends? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could deal with it pretty well. You just have to separate yourself from all of them for a long period of time. So you have to let them know like, hey, um, because you, you can't heal and still meet the same friends because they're going to ask you the same question. Oh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's everything? Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. I want to heal and I want to be by myself for a while. So I will say it take at least two to three months. Let them know that, hey, um, you guys can text me and speak to me. But right now, I'm not going to really um, engage in activities, go out with you guys and spend mm-hmm. time with you because that could be an emotional trigger. And that can make me feel as if I'm still connected to my ex. So I will say mm-hmm. do not go and hang out with them. Let them know that you're on a hiatus, you know, some kind of self-development, personal development kind of time and say, you know what? Um, I'm going to spend these next three to six months working on me. And when I'm at a point emotionally, physically, mentally, and socially to really start hanging out with you guys again, I'll reach back out. But you need to respect me enough to understand that I'm in this healing season for myself Mm. and by myself. It has nothing to do with you, but it's all about me. And people who are mature enough will understand that. People who aren't, you know, they probably will never give you time or peace to heal. 
and they probably mm-hmm. aren't your friends to begin with. That's the one mm-hmm. thing I liked about yeah. the heartbreak workbook. You like gave a time, gave time for us to work on our emotions. Like a lot of us, and like you said, a lot of friends come out, do this, that, and a third. No, I want to take time to to sit in my heartbreak and to deal with it and to work and, and focus on what I did wrong or what this person did wrong. You actually need to give yourself that time. And if your friends don't allow you or don't support, support you to go through this life changing especially when it's like a relationship where you guys like plan had plans and future things that you wanted to do your whole life just got turned upside down give me time to reassess where I want to do go and where what I want to do in my life Mm -hmm. you know what's so funny I remember after I went through my first breakup I was on the phone with Renice and Renice was like I haven't heard from you in a while you were like really going through it so I was like I would just give you your time I don't know if you remember that conversation it was such a long time ago (laughs) yeah I just was like I'm gonna give you your time but I was watching you on Facebook and I was like looking at you like oh she's doing it she's losing weight and we don't like that nigga no more (laughs) I don't remember remember doing that I remember that oh you know that's a testament yeah exactly that's a testament to true friendship yeah but no I, I really did like what Keyshawn said you you definitely if you do run in the same circle as your ex you kind of gotta your friends should know like yeah to Off respect bet. those boundaries and if they're yeah. not your friends I mean if they don't understand they're not your friends so right then and there is good you kill two birds or one stone and now you can keep it pushing you're gonna yeah. heal eventually mm-hmm mm. Um, so as we have stated numerous times, this is our Valentine's Day episode. We actually released this episode a day earlier on Valentine's Day, just so you guys can really just, you know, have something to reflect on today. If you're not in the best headspace, just have people who are here and I know you're not with us, but we're with you. We can, this conversation we're having is for all of us to sit and talk and reflect on breakups because that's something we all go through. You're not alone. You're not a pariah. We are trying to find a a positive conversation to help us through it. Yeah. And Valentine's Day can really feel like singles awareness today. Like it can really feel like, like, it's like... (laughs) It's like a spotlight on you're single, you're single, you're single. Yeah. Yes. And it's crazy because a lot of people, especially in social media, they put their best relationship face for it, just like they put their their best social media face for it. So they just want to push it in, you know, everyone's face. Oh, my relationship is perfect. We're engaged, blah, blah, blah. but you never know what's going on in the well, you don't know what the truth is. So continue to focus on yourself and where you are and how far you've gotten, especially if you are going through a bad breakup. And just, you know, we got y'all. We here for y'all. We got y'all. That just makes me think of the... Okay. Um, (laughs) That made me think of Issa's show. I don't know why. But (laughs) I'm a clown. But anyway, the question that I have, the last question that I have for Keyshawn is, what advice would you give someone who's currently going through a breakup, especially during this season, Valentine's Day season, or even holiday season? Because like Dom said, it could feel like a spotlight. So mm-hmm. what advice would you give that person? I would say um, feel it, right? Feel it. Like feel it. Feel all of it. Accept it. Mm. You know, you know, be okay not being okay. See, a lot of us, we don't want to be not okay because it's uncomfortable. Be okay not being okay. And um, understand that it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. It's going to be painful. 
You're going to cry. You're going to be upset. You're going to be angry. You're going to throw things. You're going to hate them. All of the above, right? Be okay and feel it. Accept the pain. And once you do all of that, you wash the tears, right? You wipe the tears off your eyes. You, you take a deep breath, right? You force yourself to put on some clothes, right? Put on some eyeliner, wash your face, get a haircut, you know, do your hair and forgive yourself, right? Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself from all the, the things that you put yourself through. Forgive yourself for blaming yourself. Forgive yourself for staying in that relationship longer than you should. Because at some point you knew that you should have left, but you still had hope and you still think you could change him or her. Forgive yourself. Then the next step is to accept the pain and start working on the healing process. Accept the pain. Change the way you view yourself. Change the way you um you view your ex as well. Because a lot of times we have to offer grace to people in order for we to offer grace to ourselves and for God to offer grace to us. So even though we knew that person was bad for us, they weren't good for us, we got to say that, you know what, we still wish the best. I hope that you change yourself and not hurt someone else. But we're not responsible for them. They're not responsible for fixing us, mending us, or putting us back together. That's our job. So we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in the process and be okay with it. It's hard, but just try your best to be okay and work on you. Mm, that was deep. And I felt like that touch that even everything you said tonight has been touching home. No, um, seriously. Being being okay. It it made me think of um a friend of mine who went through a breakup and how they though I know they they wasn't okay, but the way that they dealt with that process just being by themselves, going through it by themselves, saying that they're not dealing with the shenanigans from their significant others anymore. Um, that, that just made me think of that. And it was just, I don't know, it was amazing. And that just gave, that gave me strength watching them go through what they went through. I also mm-hmm. thought of Beyonce and before y'all, y'all <laughs> say anything, because Beyonce said she gives herself 24 hours to feel it. To be sad, to be okay, upset, right. to let someone hurt her feelings. And then after those 24 hours, she's like, yeah, you're not getting to me. And though Keyshawn is not saying take 24 hours, but mm-hmm. it kind of goes with that whole setup of allow yourself to feel. Because feeling. I think a lot of times as humans, we don't want to feel. We want to just hurry up and go. We want mm-hmm. instant gratification. We live in a society of instant gratification. So we don't want to feel that pain. We don't want to feel any negative emotion. And like I explain to a lot of my clients, because I am a therapist, uh, happiness is an emotion. You're going to feel every emotion that, that, that is known. You're going to feel these emotions and it's okay to feel these emotions. Emotions are roller coasters. They go up and down. You have to be okay with every emotion that comes your way and you have to know how to cope with it. If you only like that, the good emotions, then, you know, life is going to, going to suck because as soon as you feel happiness, you're going to feel sadness. So, mm-hmm. you know, feeling every emotion and allowing, forgiving yourself. And I think that's a key thing and, and realizing like what you brought to the table too. So that's something that you mm-hmm. said was exactly. like, you knew to in that relationship or mm. you also contribute to certain stuff in that relationship. Just realizing what you brought to the table too. And it's okay. Cause we're humans. We all bring something. We yeah. all bring baggage. Exactly. We don't always just come to the table and build the table and, and bring flowers. Exactly. We bring baggage too. We do. Mm-hmm. like that reminded me of uh i had like this really one hard valentine's day like i had just gone through a terrible breakup and i remember i was like just entertaining some random guy who i wasn't even really interested in and i was gonna like fly out to go see him that valentine's and you know what happened the day before valentine's day i got into this real bad car accident 
was in the ER. I got straight from the ER, was in home in bed, woke up on Valentine's Day in tremendous pain, sad and alone. It was the worst Valentine's Day of my life. But you know what? I did it. I got through it. I made it through by myself. And I had my friends support, my family support. And look at me now. I made it. It's like, it feels so deep and so hard. On top of that heartbreak I was going through, I went through physical pain and I felt like I I would never like, you know, it just feels like you're never going to get through it, but you, you're going through it. You're going to make it through. And I feel like you're so God knocking me on my ass. Like, girl, you know, you don't need to be entertaining nobody else. You need to sit, continue to sit in this pain and that's it. And get over yeah. it. I didn't have no serious. I didn't have no business doing that because I didn't even really like that guy. I was just it was kind of <laughs> like just something to get me out of it my do, like yeah. funk. And I knew I didn't have no business doing that. And it was just like, where do you think you're going? No, you're going to sit here and continue to deal with what you haven't been dealing with. But, you know, a lot of people do that. And I'm happy you brought that up. And even like, what's your opinion or your advice on that, Keyshawn? Like a lot of people get into into, like even rebound relationships or they jump from relationship to relationship. They don't give themselves a break or they entertain people they know they shouldn't entertain or they just want to have sex instant gratification again. So, like, what is your opinion or your thoughts about that and, and how people should handle that? I would say some people, you know, they have to look within themselves and figure out why they're doing it. Right, because for every cause is—I mean, for every um, like cause is a reaction, and for everything that you do, you know, there's a reason why you're doing it. So there's a lot of attachment issues and abandonment issues that people face. Some people don't like to be alone because if they are alone, it says something about them. If they're not with someone, it says something about them. Maybe their mother and their father was in a relationship, and the father always left, and the mother always went back. Maybe that's something for childhood trauma that they have to keep going back because they don't want to be like their mother. Maybe their mother never been in a good relationship and they want to prove to their mother that they could be in a good relationship, you know, and I'm not like dad or I'm not like mom or I'm not like you, you know, or anything like that. But that, that really never solves anything, you know, because you're not taking time to heal. You're not even taking time to process the relationship. What went wrong? You're going to go into that next relationship with the same problems. And then you might blame that person when actually it's you. Sit your butt down, take some time to work on yourself and get to know yourself, who you are, and where you want to go. Some people are just, they, like you said, we're instant gratification. We want things now. We live in a microwavable society where we hate to wait. So we want it now. We want to push 15 seconds. And we, hey, we married. Like, hey, you want to marry me? It's been like the first date. People rush too much. Rush too much. Slow down. Oh, I like the mic. I say that to my clients all the time. You cannot, you know, microwavable food is not the, the best. What it does, you have to take your time and actually cook. Chop up your vegetables mm-hmm. and actually cook. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is that is um some good advice. I saw Dom <laughs> laughing with the whole mm-hmm. <laughs> um hard. Like you see, especially because of social media, see engagement, 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 marriage, yes. marriage, marriage, kid, 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 kid. And you don't even know what they're going through. You just see but, it and you want it. You and you want it, and then you feel like you're missing out on something you feel like you're missing out on something i know i went through that it was just like oh here we go another engagement (laughs) you want to be my bridesmaid another wedding i gotta watch these two people be happy not knowing if you take time to sit within yourself you might actually just be happy with yourself and where you at Mm -hmm. right now in life 
Listen, and if I knew what I know now, after like now being a wife and being a mom, I really wish that I could go back in that single time and really appreciate what I had, being able to get up, do whatever I want to do. Not not saying that I don't love my husband or my son, but <laughs> there was not, but it was like, I didn't really truly appreciate what I had, like just being able to get up go to Laura's apartment it was right around being able to take a shower being able to sleep in just sleep in mm-hmm. TV whenever I wanted to I'm off work I'm watching TV only having to cook for one person <laughs> no I was, I was so serious <laughs> like because when you because I was watching something and it, it was like a video I, I actually posted it on our Instagram it was the video where um, Pastor Todd was in the background talking and he was saying, enjoy your singleness. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get married, your time gets split. Then when you have mm-hmm. it gets split again. My nails look crazy. I love to go to the nail salon. I ain't got no time. Like, <laughs> That's why it's like, make sure you're doing it because you want to do it. Make sure you're getting into a relationship or you're getting married because you love that person. They love you. and You know, you can count on them and depend on them. Don't do it for society and instant gratification because those people are not going to be in your bed with that person at 5 a.m. Those people <laughs> are not going to be there stressing out with you. They're not going to be going over financials. They're not going to be getting to know someone who you thought you knew, but you didn't really know them. You just wanted what they you thought they can give you. Mm-mm, don't do it for society. Yeah. Do it for you, baby. I know I mentioned this in one of our previous episodes, like really just checking in before jumping into a relationship. Like I, I watch people get engaged and get married. I'd be like, oh, I'm happy for them. And I'd be like, oh, dad, when's my turn? But then part of me is like, girl, you know, you do not want to compromise with no one right now. You do Mm -hmm. not want to give up your freedom. I am probably the freest I've been in (laughs) ever in my life. And I don't want to really give it up. I, I, I like that I can come and go as I please. I like that I can cook for one. I like that if I want to, I I throw my shoes in the front and I don't have to hear nobody say, "Why the shoes is here again. <laughs> like, it's just enjoy those moments that you have right now by yourself and really get to learn what you enjoy with yourself. Like, I, enjoy, I didn't realize I like painting. I enjoy just sitting in the house, painting, listening to my Isley Brothers. Because even listen. though I'm ratchet, I listen to the Isley Brothers all and day. And now that you know that's what you love, you might find somebody who loves to do that with you. I don't know, but I like doing it by myself. Like, no, but you, you never know. You might <laughs> but find you know, somebody that's who what, but I like doing it. you. But or I like they let they give myself. you that time. They know that you like doing it. I'm gonna give her time to sit there and her in the dark and listen to the Isley brother and paint. And I'm gonna go back here and I'm gonna cook food for her. There we go. Yeah. I want someone no, to do that. Seriously though. Yeah. <laughs> seriously though, because once you get married and once you have kids, you're going it, it it gets very, very stressful and very, very hectic. I think that's why, like what Keyshawn was saying, it's important that you know yourself. You can't get into a relationship know yourself because you need to know what your stress relievers are so you know that you like after you get a husband and after you get a child there's gonna be times in your life you tell your husband listen i need a baby break i'm good for telling quinn that i need a baby 
and you know what gives you that relaxation and that release, so then you can come back and be a good wife and be a good mom. That's why your single season is so important. And there's, and I do wish that I would have taken more advantage of it instead of being so worried and so pressed. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. You gave us such great advice. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Y'all, this was for the free. He is a relationship coach and and he's worth the coins, as you've heard. You're breaking up a little down. Website. Seriously, go to his website and sign up for those coaching sessions if you're single and you want to get shows. Because as you see, he knows what he's talking about. Thank you. Thank you for having me, everyone. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you were breaking up a little bit, Dom. So he is Uh-oh. he is um obviously great at what he does. Um definitely, you know, look at out. Look in the description box, you know, add him. We're going to put your social media, all of the social media, um, all of your social media, not just your Mm -hmm. Instagram on, in our description box, definitely, you know, contact him. Um, if you're looking for, for your, your Mr. or Mrs. Right or Mr. or Mrs. Right now, you know, 21 Savage, definitely, um, (laughs) contact and, um, definitely just, you know, go, go to him, ask questions, you know, you know, if this is something that you're passionate about, something that you really want, invest in yourself, you know, you have to invest in yourself in order to become greatness. And we appreciate Keyshawn so much and definitely go check out his books. They are amazing. Okay. Check out the books, check out the website, and check out the YouTube page. Definitely get into it. Listen, there's a book for whatever you want to get into on that website. And once again, we understand this is coming out on Valentine's Day. Shout out to the lovers. Shout out to the married. Shout out to the single and shout out to the heartbroken. Listen, we're here with y'all. We understand it. Get the workbook, work through your issues, take time to feel your pain and your heartache and focus on yourself. This is, look at this as you season. This is the season of you. I was going to start rapping city girls. You play all good. (laughs) But thank you once again for Keyshawn for being on here. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Life After 25. Make sure you follow our Instagram and join our Facebook group for more content throughout the week. Set those alerts so you know when our next episode drops and look below in the description box. Don't let anyone steal your joy and have a blessed day, honey.